Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello. Welcome to the Faith in Kids podcast. This is for the whole family. And is there any feeling so sweet as the beginning of a new series? Jam, episode one, let the good times roll. Absolutely. This is the first in the series of a podcast about the seven miracles Jesus does. It's called the seven signs of the secret king. And we'll understand what that means as we go. If you were with us for the Christmas series, you know that we walked our way through chapter one of John and Jam said, Ed, let's not stop at chapter one. Let's just rock on through. So here we are back again. But Jam, my monster brain tells me there are seven secret signs of the king. So how have we ended up with nine episodes? There will be nine episodes because there are two bonus miracles that no one was expecting at the end and we'll be getting onto those round about Easter time. So that's kind of some spoilers uh, for you there. It may feel like it's a long way off, but we're starting our journey to Easter. Barely have the Christmas decorations gone away before we're looking at the next great big Christian festival. It's non-stop action with Jesus. (laughs) Now, Jam... Who is the person you know that you always enjoy being with? That is our whip around question, listeners. Have a think. Who is it? Is the person you just think, oh, so-and-so is going to be there. It's going to be brilliant. Now, I have one coming up later that I'll mention. But actually, if I'm honest, one of those people is Ed. Jam. I always have a great time when Ed is around and we always joke to each other that the fun starts here when I'm with Ed. That is my secret. I hate to say it out loud on this podcast, but Ed is one of those people. Have a think where you are. Have a chat. It might be a mum or a dad or a crazy aunt. It might be a friend from school. It doesn't matter who it is. Don't take it personally if it's not you and uh, have a little chat about that.
How'd you get on? We'll come back to that later because I am bursting with excitement about our Bible story from John. It is one of the most famous stories in the whole Bible. And we're gonna, after that, we're going to have even more fun facts and we'll get jam on John. But let's have our reading from the Bible right now. The reading is from John chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Two days later, there was a wedding in the town of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. Jesus and his followers were also invited to the wedding. When all the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why come to me? My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you to do. In that place, there were six stone water jars. The Jews used jars like these in their washing ceremony. Each jar held about 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled the jars to the top. Then he said to them, Now take some out and give it to the master of the feast. So the servants took the water to the master. When he tasted it, the water had become wine. He did not know where the wine came from. But the servants who brought the water knew. The master of the wedding called the bridegroom and said to him, People always serve the best wine first. Later, after the guests have been drinking a lot, they serve the cheaper wine. But you have saved the best wine till now. So in Cana of Galilee, Jesus did his first miracle. There he showed his glory and his followers believed in him. So that is the first of the signs in John's Gospel. We're going to be thinking more about that. But first of all, Jam, you've got a fun fact about this story and it's connected to the most famous painting in the world, the Mona Lisa. You saw it recently, Jam. Tell us about it. Recently, in September last year, I went to Paris. And if you go to the Louvre, you can go and see the most famous painting in the world, which is the Mona Lisa. And what happens is people from all over the world come and uh, get close to this very small picture and then take a photograph of it, because obviously photos of this are very hard to come by, (laughs) take a photo of themselves with it and then move away. And what happens is everyone turns their back on the picture to take a selfie with the Mona Lisa. And at that moment, you see something amazing. On the opposite wall, you see a gigantic painting of Jesus turning water into wine. How big is it, Jam? It is huge. It is um, seven metres high and ten metres wide. Metres, not feet. So that's honestly the side of a house. We're talking double-decker bus territory, which, as you know, is one of our favourite units of measurement. If it's not a double-decker bus, it's a football pitch or Wales. It was painted by Paolo Veronese in 1563, and it is absolutely enormous, and it is there in the Louvre. And fun fact, in 2019, it was visited by 8.1 million people, making it the most visited museum or gallery in the world. We'll definitely put a link in the show notes to that painting. You can't talk about it this much and not mention it. Now, Jam, I have to say I've got some bonus fun facts for you because I couldn't miss the opportunity of finding out some wine fun facts. Can I hit you hard? Yeah. Wine is like the oldest thing ever. And the oldest bottle ever found 
is 1,700 years old. It's still got wine in it, and it was buried with a Roman soldier in Germany. Wow. White wine is usually made with red grapes, and there are a million bubbles in a glass of champagne. A million bubbles. Oh, that's really cool. I like that one. That's that's my favourite. I'm pleased I hit jackpot with one of my fun facts, Jam. You totally did. Now, Jam, it is absolutely time for the slot I've known to love, where the world's greatest expert on John amazes us. Jam on John. I've read a lot of books on John's gospel. I am not the world expert, but I've read books by experts. Let's talk about how much wine Jesus created in this miracle. Six stone water jars. Each jar holds 20 or 30 gallons. Let's call it 25. That's 113 litres. Now, maybe you could go somewhere in your kitchen and find a one litre bottle of something. It might have lemonade in it or something. Get it out and put it on a table or even a wine bottle if you can find it. But of course, there were six jars. So that makes nearly 700 litres. So imagine 700 one litre bottles full of wine. Jam, that is an insane amount of wine. 700 yeah. litres. I mean, that's like, I'm, I'm going to put that at like 10 bathfuls of wine. It is masses. And the other thing that's even more amazing is that it's such an amazing miracle. But Matthew, Mark and Luke don't put this miracle in their Gospels. This is a John exclusive. It actually says that John uh, was there as well. So this is the most famous miracle in the world, I reckon. And it's only in John. So it's previously deleted scenes, unseen footage. John cracks this one open. Here you go. Jesus changes water into biblical amounts of wine. Now, it's time, Jam, for you just to give us a few more. What does this story mean and why is it significant for us? Because every story in the Bible isn't just true. It tells us more about ourselves and more about Jesus. So, Jam, please, just give us a moment. Explain this story to us, please. Okay. well, remember the whip around question. Who's the person you know that you always enjoy being with? When you're with them, it's just good times, guaranteed. You feel safe. You feel loved. It's great fun. Maybe it's mum or dad or mum and dad or slightly crazy Auntie Alison or a grandparent or a friend of the family. Think of the anticipation, the excitement that they're coming over or that you're going to go out for the day with them. I said earlier, Ed's one of my best friends who is one of these people. At university, I had another friend called Johnny. Everybody loved Johnny. Everyone loved being around him and having him around. If Johnny was there, you were going to have a good time. That's the feeling Christians can have about Jesus. In fact, John had it about his friend, Jesus. And we can see why in the first of seven miracles in his gospel. It's probably the most famous of the lot. Jesus is at a wedding, but this wedding went wrong. They ran out of wine, which was very embarrassing. Now, can you imagine being at a birthday party for a friend? Maybe there's 20 of you there. The lights go out. Here comes the cake. Everyone sings happy birthday. But as everyone's singing and the birthday boy or the birthday girl blows out the candles and the lights come back on, it's clear that there's not enough cake. Disaster. Now, that doesn't happen, does it? Not on a special occasion. And if it did, everyone would be very embarrassed. Grown-ups would pretend that they didn't want any cake anyway, which is not true. 
and you would probably be very hungry and very grumpy. Well, at this wedding that Jesus attended with his mum, Mary, and best friend, John, and some other disciples, that's what happened. They didn't run out of cake. They ran out of wine. That's that slightly sour drink that grown-ups seem to like. I'm sure some of them are only pretending to like it. But Mary found out they'd run out and realised that everyone was going to be very embarrassed and that the party would be over very soon. But she knew someone who could transform the situation and bring back happy times. And that was Jesus. So Jesus got six huge stone water jars and had the servants fill them with water. And somehow, somewhen, before that water reached the head waiter, it became wine. The best wine. There was loads of it. Not the cheap wine that people drink first, but the best wine. What's the nicest drink you've ever tasted? Now double it and add a thousand. That's how good this wine was. You sip and savour every drop. Jesus just took the party up a notch, bringing joy. Just as prophets like Isaiah said a thousand years earlier when he wrote, it will be a feast with the best food and wine. The meat and wine will be the finest. Knowing that Jesus brings the wine helps me in tough times when things look like they're going wrong or going out of control. I know that Jesus can make it better. It says so in the story. But if he isn't doing that, then there's a reason. Because we know that Jesus can transform any situation. He brings the good times. Is that how you see Jesus? Does he gladden your heart? Does he make you excited when you think about him? Maybe he doesn't, and that's okay. You just haven't got to know him yet. And we're going on that journey now. We are getting to know Jesus. So keep listening. There are six more miracles to go and a couple of amazing bonus ones at the end. And by the end of that, you might be a little bit more excited about the idea of meeting Jesus, becoming like him and being with him and his people forever. Why don't I pray? Father God, we thank you that the Lord Jesus brings the good times. Help us to get to know him better so that we are more and more glad and happy to think of him, to read about him, become like him and be with his people so that we can be with you together forever. Amen. Amen. Jam's got questions. I do. Under fives. There was a really big party. What kind of party was it? Can you remember? Fives to sevens. What did Jesus do at this party? Eights to elevens. If you had a big problem, would you go to Jesus for help? How could you do that? Over elevens. Does the name Jesus make you excited? If not, why not? And what could you do about that? We've got a sketch now that remembers that in Jesus' day, you couldn't just drink the water. You had to boil it. Let's have a listen. That's it. Nice knowing you. I'll be off soon. What? Where are you going? I'm going to be fired. When I've given the cup of water to the master of the wedding, I'll be out on my ear. Look... We're all just doing what we were told. 
If they've run out of wine, well, that's their funeral. Wedding, actually. Hence the need for wine. Although the way it's going now, this might be my funeral. Or the master of the weddings. One sip of this water might be the end of him. It's just water. Oh, it's just water, she says. We don't drink the water. Unless your favourite hobby is being violently sick on the floor. I know it's not the cleanest, but the water came from these big stone jars for the washing ceremony. We filled them especially. Oh, well, that makes all the difference. They're not magic jars that make the water germ-free. And they certainly don't turn the water into wine. That bloke seemed to think it would. Mary's son, Jesus? And he's a wine merchant, is he? Knows how to make wine, does he? He's a carpenter, actually. (laughs) Right. So, this carpenter from Nazareth reckons this stone jar will somehow turn the water into wine. Doesn't strike me as his area of expertise. I'm as sceptical as you are. People can't turn water into wine. Mind you, Moses got water out of a rock. Yeah, but that was God. And Moses turned the water from the Nile into blood. That was God too. Well, God was clearly with Moses. Maybe he's with this Jesus somehow. So, my job depends on this Jesus being another Moses? Wow, that is not how I imagined today was going to turn out. Look, the master of the stewards is calling you over. Well, here goes nothing. Master of the steward, hope you like cholera. Good luck. He's taking a sip and he's smiling. He likes it. He loves it. He's calling over the bridegroom and slapping him on the back. And it's all good. How do you like that? Did I get any credit? I did not. Did you tell him it was Jesus? Uh, No, I was about to. Honest. But before I knew what was happening, he was congratulating the bridegroom. You've saved the best till last, he says. You didn't make the wine. That was Jesus. He must be a new Moses. Well, I suppose it's okay. I've still got a job. (laughs) And the groom looks happy. Mind you, I think we can all tell where that last lot of wine went. Right, clear the tables. Time for dancing. He calmed the storm, he saw 5,000, he fed them all. He raised the dead, he cured the blind, drove out the legion, restored a mind. He is the hero that we need, a man with power. He's the son of God, you know his name.
That's The Hero by Awesome Cutlery from their album called All Together Now. Links in the show notes. Thanks so much for your emails. We love hearing from you. To the McFall family, hello. Thanks for getting in touch after listening to our Christmas series. And we were on the road with them to their grandparents. We loved it. And apparently, we went to Southend on Sea in Essex. Uh, for an early family Christmas with the Watson family. Did you know that, Ed? No, I didn't even know I'd been there. And Jam, we were in the car with the Neil family from Dunstable. Steve says that Nathaniel shouts, Jam, no! Although he likes the facts about the Z-Donk and the podcast about his namesake, Nathaniel. He says hello to his siblings, Hadassah and Talitha. The Z-Donk, episode one. That's going back a long way, isn't it? Incredible. People are still listening to episode one, Jam, after all these years. It's the best one. (laughs) It's all downhill from there. Well, I think we're nearly done. If you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Send us an email at podcast at faithinkids.org. We do read them all. And if you want us to just to send us an email that we don't read out, that's fine too. Just say in the email, don't read this out. And that's fine. And that encourages us. In fact, Jam, we have received thanks from three families somewhere in Asia and its top secret squirrel. They can't even tell us where they are or how they got there because no one knows they're there. Such is the difficulty of being a Christian in other parts of the world. I hope we're encouraging you even in secret places. The adventure is going to continue in the next episode. So until then, when we hit the second sign of the secret king, cheerio. Bye bye. Under fives, there was a really big party. What kind of party was it? Can you remember? Fives to sevens, what did Jesus do at this party? Eights to elevens, if you had a big problem, would you go to Jesus for help? How could you do that? Over elevens, does the name Jesus make you excited? If not, Why not? And what could you do about that?